Welcome to the show. <laughs> this guy got a mistletoe belt on. Gosh, that is bad. The whole plane smells like weed. Those were the days. It's a joke, you idiot. Looked in the mirror, I'm like, <laughs> Good old innocent fun. Welcome back, everybody, to Troublemakers, the podcast where each week we bring on a guest and they tell crazy stories about their lives. I'm your host, Dylan Krasinski, ready to rock, coming at you live from the hottest day of the year in Brooklyn. The candles are not lit because I think it would burn the house down. It's so hot, but we're ready to have a good time. With me, as always, is my wonderful co-host, the unscrutable. Is that a word? No, I think it's a word. Not. The vivacious, the big dog, everybody, Reza Wadney. Yeah, Dylan, thank you so much. It, it It is fucking the hottest day of the year. It's beautiful out, actually, though. It's gorgeous. Global warming doing its thing once again. Do you have uh, any rashes walking through the city so far? No, because I've been driving around. Smart. Um, thick thighs. Save fat, lives. Fat balls. And I just, I just create a whole mess down there in the summer. Wow, people have turned off the episode already. Uh, no, but uh, if you are out there listening to us watching us on youtube know that we are here for you every single wednesday so if you're a fan make sure you're clicking those subscribe buttons make sure if you are on spotify you're leaving us one of those ratings on apple pods you're leaving us a review with the rating and when it comes to the rating guys i don't know how many fucking times i gotta say this five stars nothing five less, stars please nothing less but the best for the gruesome twosome the, the polish cousins Ooh, i like that dude hanging out the gruesome twosome and talking talking shit about terrible stories, and we have a uh, we have a very special guest, very special guest. I'm excited. To have All the way from Los Angeles, California, the <laughs> city of <laughs> angels. Uh, my my good buddy and your new good buddy, new good buddy, Andy Picaro. Andy, thanks for coming out. Yeah, baby. Thanks for having me. That was you know I thought you guys were gonna like get into a conversation a little bit there, but <laughs> what do you mean? Kind of just threw it right at me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a lead in. No, we don't want to waste any time. No time here. We, we like we it's like efficient. To, we like to put our guests right up on a pedestal and just watch them work. <laughs> we like so to get go. you naked and paint you, baby. That's all right. Hey, uh, that's trouble right there. Like Leo and one of his French. Girls. No, it is. It's it's great being in like New York right now. Like I haven't been here in like two years, and I do feel like the degenerate in me comes out when I walk around Times Square because I just think about how like there's. There's a doorstep, I'd say every three blocks in Mid City where like I came out of there after getting a hand job. <laughs> so like I almost can't be in like a how, normal mood. How many hand city. jobs did you get when you lived here? Oh, oh, that's so many. And we're gonna say hand job because they, they weren't all full service. Uh, but it, it it's just I don't know. I moved here. I moved in when I was 18, and from 18 to 21, I, I didn't really talk to women. Uh, I, I would just find these, uh, you know, we all had that older brother friend. Yeah. And uh, one of my friend's older brothers, he took me to this place. It was like from Rush Hour 2. That's all the only way we could describe it. You know, in Rush Hour 2. When, when they fight in the towels? Yeah. 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 And all the girls are lined up and it he's was, like, pick the one you want? Yeah. yeah. It was very chauvinistic and a little embarrassing to talk about now. But it was great back then. I mean, as an 18-year-old, you're like, this is the best service. Did they actually line up and you were like... Yeah, some of them, they would line wow. up. If it was a busy night, you just got who was available. And now looking back at how gross that is, I used to just go, oh, it's busy. It's, yeah. I hate when you have to wait. It's all it's busy here. I wasn't really thinking about what they were doing. They're not washing their hands. Yeah. <laughs> there's a there's a, a literal rush hour. You're like, I don't want to go there, man. Traffic, getting through the door. 
you know, everybody's getting off work. Everybody wants their quick jerk. And me, I like going in and out. I usually go around now. You keep checking your watch. You're like, what is you going on? I got to beat there. the lunch rush. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the worst and best feeling. Because when you're the guy waiting, and then you see the guy leave, and you realize... Like your hand, Eskimo brothers, you know? And then you have a little fist bump. You're cranking no, cousins. Here's the thing. When you're the guy waiting, it's embarrassing. But when you're the guy leaving, you look over like, yeah. Uh, Enjoy hey, it. Uh, <laughs> hey, I already wore out her mitt, brother. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. That's so vulgar. I will say, Ray has the most vulgar terms <laughs> for women's body parts. Yeah. I had it never. Is, hey, dude, I'm surprised her wrist is still hanging on to that fucking arm. <laughs> You know, it hey, is good luck, so buddy. vulgar, dude. <laughs> He'll pull them out every now. What's the one that you say that I fucking I know? I don't hate? know why you hate. I dig, dig her. Did you dig her out? Oh, it's so vulgar, no, dude. But it's not what you think it is. It makes me think of like a guy digging a grave for wait, someone who died. Wait, what is it? It's a guy fucking fucking her. Digging yeah, her out, digging yeah in that's there. what you're thinking. That's what I thought it oh. was. Oh. <laughs> what did you think? I, I don't know because it's not that great. I think. I think. Sex, lovemaking is the most no, beautiful thing. Your grossest one that I, I had never heard till you said it. You didn't make it up, but, but I you I hooked up with this chick. Now oh, fuck me. And you knew I did. And you asked me if I painted her seal. Oh my I did make God. that up. <laughs> yeah. I did make did that you, I made that up. Yeah. I've, heard it, I've heard it since. Yeah. But when you said that to me, I almost felt offended. I've I never like, heard it. I've never heard anybody say it. No, it I don't think you, dude. You one thousand percent did not make that. I've up. I've never heard anybody say it. I was the first oh, person have. to say. I it. know you didn't make it up because I made it up. <laughs> That's no, how I know, dude. No. You don't dude, paint ceilings. Bro. I don't think you could any. Do you, how does a guy that doesn't paint ceilings make it up? Me, I'm fucking. I'm out there rolling <laughs> it on, baby. Dude, was that an act out of you? Painting a ceiling. That was for the YouTube <laughs> nice, viewers. Dude. That's for the YouTube viewers. Dude, no, I don't think, honestly, I don't think you could claim to invent any term related to sex because I think they just exist. They've just existed always. My, just, my dad invented calling it a clam splitter. No, he didn't. Yeah, don't. My, God rest his soul. Are you kidding me? Dude, you're, you're calling his my father? Dad, dad a liar. <laughs> I mean, I've heard <laughs> a lot of stories. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's fair. Oh, man. Were you, so were, you ever, were you ever worried about like like because back then I, f I feel like those types of like parlors got like raided and shit. Yeah, you were. It's part of the fun. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I'm not even kidding. I mean, there's a little bit of the thrill, but like, uh, no, I think they're they're rated more now. And also, I didn't care. This is 18 to 23. No girlfriend didn't matter. Was going to be embarrassed? My mom was going to find out or something. Like, who cares? I mean, that's pretty you know? bad. Well, you you had the fortune of being like. Kind of rich. In yeah, New York some City. cash. Yeah, that's t that's fucking fun. How, how dare you mention my dad? God rest his soul. <laughs> I call your. I, I say one little thing about your dad. You bring up my dad. Jeez, I didn't bring up your dad. Oh, I just said that you had some money at one point. I did, I didn't how did you know. get money? Nah, we don't. Wait, oh, no, that's actually a funny story. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. I don't know if you remember. Um, okay, it was like September. September of 01. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, and uh, the 11th. Oh, yes. Jesus. Yeah, no. Okay. Yeah, he was working there. He wasn't a firefighter, and he wasn't running in. He was running out. Oh, my No, God. he wasn't. <laughs> well, he might have been. <laughs> I, I, to this day, people ask me two things. Do you know Pete Davidson? Yes. Do I hold it against his dad for not saving my father? Yes. <laughs> it's a complicated relationship. But no, yeah, it left me with a lot of handjob cash. <laughs> So he didn't die in vain. No, see that was some. That's why I didn't like. I didn't like hooking up with the hookers downtown. 
Because, like, I didn't want to see the new tower being built <laughs> after I was done. Because I would just think, like, man, they built that tower a little shorter. I could add more cash. <laughs> but, yeah, so I, oh I had some hormone. No, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. He was in Tower 2. It, it's one of those things where it was so long ago, and I've, um, I've told, like, told the story so many times. It's kind of like if somebody's dad was in a car accident 20 years ago. <laughs> yeah. You know how it just becomes looser? <laughs> <laughs> but, with, but for some reason, 9-11 doesn't have that effect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Never forget. People, for some reason, they just keep remembering. Yeah, I know. And it, it, it's it's one of those things where, like, I went to the... Uh, the, the uh, this is actually a dirtbag story. I didn't even realize it. Well, that's I, the name uh, of the podcast, baby. I met this girl on a plane, and uh, I had some extra cash, and she couldn't afford it for the... Uh, uh, a flight was canceled that we were both on, and then right away they offered everyone uh, uh, to fly JetBlue like another carrier. And I thought she was cute, so I was like, eh, you know, she was like crying because she couldn't change flights to go to New York. I was like, I get her ticket too. Total stranger. Wow. Bought her the ticket. Uh, kind of a baller move. Yeah, that is yeah. nice. Don't talk to her for a couple months after she says thank you profusely. Right then she comes back to New York a couple months later with her son. And she was like, we kind of want to look around the city, see the sights, you know, you know the city well, you know, you want to hang out for a day. I was like, sure. Uh, you know, whatever you guys want to do, make a list, we'll do it. First thing on the list was he, they wanted to go down to see the oh. waterfalls, right? And I had known her a little bit, but I hadn't remembered if I told her or not. Yeah. But I kind of figured I did, right? <laughs> so I don't know if anybody knows this, but the family entrance to the 9-11 Museum is different than the public entrance we have our own entrance it's vip right oh i didn't know that yeah they check yeah, your I heard, id i heard everything yeah. yeah and so there's this huge line it's kind of a rainy day and i'm with her and like her like nine-year-old kid and we skip the entire line and just go in this side door and i'm thinking she knew but she's like walking behind me like who the fuck is this guy <laughs> <laughs> like this is a national monument yeah and we're just walking right in I thought you were like a congressman. I don't know what she thought because we didn't talk about it until like a month later. <laughs> <laughs> this whole time she thinks you're a celebrity. She yeah. was like, oh, and, man. And here's the, here's the really callous thing was I hadn't been there yet. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and it's not a disrespect thing. It was just a thing of like I was there so many times over the years. I was yeah. like, okay, great. There's a waterfall now. Like I've seen it so many times. That didn't really affect me. So it wasn't like I was walking around all solemn. I was just kind of interested. I was like, oh, look at that. So I was walking around like a tourist myself. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> but yeah, but she's been impressed with me ever since. Oh, wow. Wow. What did yeah. she say when you told her? Uh, she felt terrible. Did she like bring it up? She was like, by the way. How the hell did we get all the way through that? Yeah. Yeah. yeah she did. And uh, and I told her. I and I was thinking like, about it for a month. I was like, I kind of thought you knew. And she was like, no, yeah. you didn't tell me. And I was like, oh, yeah. No, yeah, that's. Uh, I can understand why you wouldn't have went there, though. It's also why I'm so brave in airports. Yeah. <laughs> I also, I also don't anywhere. understand. It's not going to happen twice. No, not only that. Like, TSA, if you want to take away my drugs. Hey, remember that day you screwed up big time? <laughs> 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 Fucking don't take my drugs. It also makes sense that you wouldn't bring up 9-11 when you met her on a plane. Yeah. So I got that. You know what? You know? That, I never even thought about that I component. That. Yeah. <laughs> Not a great time. Uh, Let me get starter. your ticket. Yeah, by yeah. the way, my dad was in 9-11. By the way, this is being paid for by the <laughs> U.S. taxpayers. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, I've always loved, like, I was such a dirtbag when I moved to New York. I, I'd like to think by the time I got to Pittsburgh, I calmed down. You know what's really weird, though, is is that, like, when I first met you, like, the first couple of years I know you knew you, you weren't a big drinker. 
No, and I'm now I'm I'm kind of getting into a drinker phase right now, but I'm not really, you know. Because because we got fucked up the last time you were here. Yeah, you go up and down, like yeah. on and off. Mm-hmm. How long did you spend in New York? I spent two years in the West Village, and then I spent like seven years in Jersey City. Okay, and then you moved to Pittsburgh. Yeah, so what? somebody not from New York, I would just say nine years in New York. <laughs> but sure, the reality yeah, yeah. is, I was right across the river in Port Liberté. I appreciate that. I appreciate yeah. that. I live in New York City. Oh, I'm in New York City. Okay, we just got to hop over and go to my place in Jersey City. Yeah, as long as you're fine with the Holland Tunnel, you get there quick. <laughs> yes. Brutal. Well, that's what Long, Long Island is super close to. Like, yeah, but I would never say, if I lived on Long Island, I would never say I lived in the city. That's funny. Mm-hmm. Jersey people say that all the time. If yeah. You, I guess it makes sense. If you live in Queens, you still are living in the city. Yeah. yeah. Queens and, and Brooklyn are basically the equivalent of Jersey City and Hoboken. It's just a completely different state. I'll probably get a lot of shit for that. Yeah. Just saying that. Uh-huh. But distance wise, it's about the same thing. No, it's totally the same. And I used to get annoyed uh, with people that lived in Brooklyn. And I'd, be, I'd go back to Jersey. I'd be home in like 20 minutes. Yeah. And they'd get they'd go back. And it'd take them like an hour and a half. Like it's the, true, the dude. G train has like I think one car. You know what I mean? You, it's you, true. You, you live somewhere obscure in one of the boroughs. Like it's like living in. You might as well live upstate. Yeah, well, you, I mean, you could. Yeah, getting getting like all the way up to like Yankee Stadium up there. Once you get outside of the city, east or west, that's basically upstate. Yeah, basically. Yeah, I. I mean, if we took a train, if we would take a train here today from just Astoria, Queens, it would be an hour and twenty minutes. Brutal. Shit. Yeah, yeah, Yonkers. That's a real. That's a place. Ever been to the Hollywood Casino in Yonkers? No. No. Is it good? I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that, how much money could Ray lose there in a night? Oh, a lot. Not just from the substances. There's a strip club across the way where the girls. <laughs> there, you know. There's not a lot of winners, right? Is there networking to be done there? There's a lot of networking. Yeah, love networking. <laughs> I think we should let people in on what that means. Yeah, we, the, we, we I, can I for the means. first time. So me and Andy, we went on, a, we went to a comedy festival in San Francisco together. Like I don't know, like that was like eight years ago now. By the, by this time, what was no? The it was it was exactly six. Exactly six. Because it was right when I moved to LA. Right before I moved to LA. Yeah. Okay, so we we go to we go to San Francisco to this festival, and. We were like, man, we really got to network at this festival and meet people. So then anything we started doing that was like nefarious became us just covering it up, being like, dude, I'm about to fucking network these six beers and then we're going to go out, dude. Like, oh, dude, you got some networking powder over there? Let's do some networking powder. And let's go to an Asian networking place and get some hand jobs. And it was just everything was networking. Like, like, yeah, you should go try to network that chick over there. I remember we were leaving a place. We're all fucked up. And I'm like, you ready to go? And you're like, let me network this beer real quick. (laughs) Just chug the beer. Yeah, like San Francisco is another place where it's just like, that's like uh, California's New York. Is it? Yeah, LA is like a rehab town. You know what I mean? LA Juices. LA is for like if you're into pills. Yoga. You know what I mean? Like LA is very relaxed. Everything closes at like, you know, 1130. It's not, but San Francisco is balls to the walls like fucking nuts. Yeah, you you see like, like that was the first time I saw like a homeless dude shitting in public was when we went to San Francisco. Wow. He was doing it right outside of the. Remember, we we did a. Sh- there was like this like really fun open mic called the Brainwash Cafe. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and there was just a dude out the window just shitting. Everybody saw him like in the middle of this open mic right in front of the dude, window. This open this open mic, any San Francisco comic that's been around a little while would know it. Uh, it was in there was this laundromat that had a fancy cafe connected to it. Okay, but it's still a San Francisco laundromat, you know. Yeah. So one time I'm on stage and there's a full fledged fist fight in the laundromat 
And I just stood there and watched it, and I just stopped the show. I was like, everybody just get up and go look, <laughs> because it was awesome. There's two huge homeless dudes just throwing haymakers. Yeah. It was like a UFC thing somebody would have paid for. Yeah. But that was a classic. That's that's gone now. Now it's like million-dollar apartments. Oh, the whole thing's gone? Yeah, the whole building. Oh, that's a bomber, yeah. man. That was a really cool spot. No, it was fun. We, ne- we networked a lot of beers. <laughs> Dude, that's honestly the best thing that could happen in an open mic is everyone gets to stand up, turn around, and watch two homeless I, guys fight it out, kind of to the death. It's like they both want to die a little bit, and they're like, let's go. Instead of watching 30 different homeless guys do four minutes of stand-up. <laughs> yeah. Dude, you ever try to make a box, and it keeps <laughs> falling down? <laughs> Just a bunch of dudes that live in their vans or in apartment buildings with seven other comics. Do you ever wake up in your van and hit your head all the time? Isn't that weird? It's just homeless Jerry hey, Seinfeld. Man, I don't want to get canceled. I love non-famous comedians using that phrase. I don't want to get canceled. From what? <laughs> Is your mom going to kick you out? What are you talking about? You're still going to be allowed sure at the did. pizza place to do the open mic at John Lass. Uh, I get, get canceled on my podcast. It's a person that goes on their podcast that like five people listen to. They're like, okay, time to fucking offend the snowflakes. It's like, no. <laughs> You're like five other friends that are very like-minded are listening. That's it. That's the only. Uh, so you're a big, you're a big drinker. Uh, I, you know what? I go in phases right now. I'm a little bit in a big drinker phase, but yeah. What sends you off? Is it the uh, just like I got to take a break? I gotta, you know, I gotta I'm, get healthy, mental health. What, what is it? Usually, yeah. another drug got too heavy. <laughs> okay, that's fair. And I'm like, hey, you know what? Let's cut it back a little bit. <laughs> like, um, there, there was, um. You know, when I moved to L, when I first moved to L.A., I was never like a huge Coke guy. Yeah. But I get to L.A. and we had this the best blow deal. He was just the best. Like he was like the guy. Right. Like like okay. he was so expensive that we were throwing down way more on him than we were. On How rent. expensive? How expensive? <laughs> Jesus. His minimum delivery was three fifty. Wow. Yeah. Is that that's a lot? Yeah. Oh Jesus. And uh, and and it wasn't a lot of Coke either. By the way, <laughs> that was just the minimum to get him to your door. Oh my god! And he was a frightening individual. And I, we, I would run this show that would start at ten, and it would go till like two or three. And so we justified it with like, we're never going to get all the way through the show. And then you wake up Tuesday and you go, dude, I'm fucking tired from the show. We should call him. Tom, Tom, <laughs> we were up all night. I should call him. And then it's like Wednesday. You wake up even later in the day, and you're like, man, I don't feel like doing my set tonight. And give him a call. <laughs> you were using it like medication we were we were really i mean i need something to perk me up here we, we totally forgot coffee was a thing for a, tall, a solid year and a half but yeah it's and because and, and that drug i just ended up hating you know what i mean like uh, yeah. it's, it's been years since i've done it but like that was the last time i went through a big drink drinking thing i was like no more blows so just you know drink alone in your room like a responsible adult watch cops episodes on youtube and just drink to yourself be responsible. Oh, God. There's something so much darker about watching it on YouTube than just on the TV. <laughs> I know. There is something way sadder about that. Like, yeah, I get it if it's just on, but to actually search it up and be like, let's let's see what we can get into here. Here's the thing. I have an app on my phone that has all the episodes listed, and you can, you can check them off. That's really cool, Andy. I got 1,100 <laughs> episodes to go. I know I've seen most of them, but I want to, you know, make for sure. So I line up like when the the episode date on, on my little TV guide thing, and that's what I do for fun some nights. Yeah, 
Yeah, I'll sit down and be like, ah, I'll find a new cops episode. Hey, I think you need to start drinking again, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds sick, dude. No, I mean, yeah, honestly, that is why, part of why I love I start off the podcast totally. It's totally true. Like, there's something about New York where it's like Vegas, where you're just like, man, my vices are all screaming right now. Because it's all in yeah. your face. I mean, I mean, not that you would ever bite off these guys, but when you go down to the West Village, oh, yeah. it's all it's all comedy bars, and then dude just walking down the street like green and white, green and white. You need some coke, brother. And you're like, I do, not from you, mm. but, but uh, <laughs> you know, let's have some fucking fun. Oh, I dude, I when I moved, I moved into it was Bleecker and um. And, and Sullivan. You were raped by a peculiar pub, you said. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was my bar. Yeah. Ray's favorite bar. bar. Love no, that bar. That was my favorite bar. Since, people, like, growing up in Jersey, we'd take the train in and we'd get these awful fake IDs and they'd accept them there. So that was our bar. Pretty good. Yeah. And, uh, and then that's part of why I moved into that apartment because <laughs> I already knew that bar. Yeah. And, uh, and there's also a bong shop down below at Joker's uh, Tattoos. I don't think it's still I don't there. Think it's still there. And I was like, sold. This is where I want to move. And, uh, I forget where I'm going now. My de- de- degeneracy like lost my in my head. You're at Peculiar oh, Pub. Oh, yeah, yeah. Peculiar Pub. <laughs> there was this dude that was selling um fucking uh, blow. So we go outside, and uh, we go on like Thompson Street where everything's closed and yeah. shut down and stuff. And I don't know like what it is about me. I've gotten this a couple times. He's like, he takes our money, and all of a sudden he looks at me and he goes, you undercover. <laughs> and I'm like, under the cover of like I knew what he meant yeah. but I want I was playing it so dumb that I'm like under undercovers we're, we're outside dude I don't know what we're talking about <laughs> and then he throws me up against the wall and I was bigger than him so the first instinct is let's fight right but yeah. then second instinct is he's the coke dealer in the fucking village and maybe a fight isn't a good idea and he fucking rips my shirt open <laughs> like you had a wire like I had on. a wire on <laughs> And then I didn't have a wire on, and he literally just goes, sorry, and hands me the bag. I'm like, what about the shirt? You owe us a bag and a shirt, you asshole. <laughs> also, what a fucking dumb... Hey, listen, if you were smart, he wouldn't be a coke dealer. But, I mean, what a dumb move. It's like, you're a cop, let me fight you. I think it was more like, you're scared kids from the city. Maybe I'll rob you. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah, looking yeah, back yeah, at yeah. it from, like, are you not from the city? You know what I mean? I, looking back, I think he was just trying to press and be weird. But I remember being like, I'm never going to do a hand-to-hand again. I need a phone, I need a business card, and I need a reference. <laughs> Scared the shit out of me. Dude, that's a peculiar pub I know from Ray. Great first date spot. Great first date spot. Yeah. Inexpensive, uh, very fine, nice. You get a couple drinks, and uh, that's it. New York on the first dates, I've talked about this before, but uh, recently I spent way too much money on a, on a date at dinner and you're just like that was half of my net worth you were spending about the the first like two years we hung out a lot you were spending about 11 grand a year on first dates. <laughs> i it was that <laughs> dude dude to be honest i would love to go through my bank account for oh. like the last six years exclude covid and just be like how much money i actually spent going out on dates it's probably Bad. This dude was like, I spent three hundred dollars last night taking this girl out, and then I that was a, she wanted me to buy her like a sixty dollar Uber the next morning. And I was, was like, them? no, <laughs> girl was so rude too, <laughs> so rude. She met Ray and like, oh, it's so she hated rude. me. Oh she was yeah, like fucking what was she? We were at a bar. We were at a bar, and they're all around the corner at uh, what was the bar? Patty's Pub. Pa- Patty's Pub. So it was Patty our McGuire's. other buddies, uh, uh, like. 
it was Colin. Colin released an album mm-hmm. or something. So it was a little party. We're at the bar and I wanted to go by, but I'm on this date with the girl. It wasn't, it was like a fifth date kind of thing. And um, I was like, oh, my buddy's around the corner. If you want to get another drink, we should swing by there. She was like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. We walk in, dude. It was like, she was immediately like the most unpleasant person. I was like, hey, these are my friends, Ray, Colin. I think Donley was there. And she was like, Hi. She was, was disgusted like, with her. I was like, Jesus. Because she's like a good looking chick. Like she was like, yeah. she was foreign. Mm-hmm. And like, I just remember being like, ah, you want to do a shot of Jack? And she was like, Ugh, She was like, Dylan, can I we go? I do not go. want to do a shot of Jack. <laughs> Dylan, <laughs> Dylan, I do not want to do a shot of Jack. She did not talk like that, but okay. Yes, she was a fucking Bond villain, dude. See, here's the thing though. I respect that because if I think a girl's good looking enough, I'll put up with. Oh, I know. Pretty much. You'll put up, you'll put up with- That's what I was doing. I was just putting up with stuff because she was attractive, <laughs> which a, is a it's a dumb thing. If it's a, a dumb thing to do. If a girl's good looking enough, Andy will deal with jail time. No. Three days. <laughs> <laughs> like like and it wasn't it was county jail, it wasn't prison. What, what happened? <laughs> all right, so <laughs> no names at all. And this is also hypothetical. This might not even happen. Um <laughs> I'm also, I tell that story about that girl. I'm like holding back because I'm nervous she's going to listen. In what world is she going to listen to the podcast from like two years ago? We first last hung out that she's going to pop it on and be like, you know what? I haven't seen Dylan in two years. Let's listen to what he's been up to. That is not how my voice sounds. <laughs> uh, straight up Bond villain. Yeah. No, it was um, a situation where I was dating so over my head that I had a realization that there was no way it was ever going to happen that I wasn't going to bat up like that ever again. Like that was the highest it was going to go. Let, like, let's say I invent something and every kid yeah. in Asia buys it. That's the only way that I'll ever be able to date a girl that hot again. Sure. Right. Like, like literally she could have like been like hitting members of my family with golf clubs and stuff. And I just have to shrug. It's like, dude, look at her. She's gorgeous. <laughs> so, so of course, after like a year and a half, like she thought I was like a fake. We met. Because she thought I was like a famous comic. She saw me <laughs> and like on the same show, I, I don't remember, Judah Freelander was on it and he was mm-hmm. on 30 Rock at the time. I don't know him. He's not my friend. I don't know the guy at all. But she sees me with all these celebs and she thinks, oh, this guy's an up and coming comedian and stuff. And it totally sold her. We started hanging out, started dating, uh, moved in together and stuff. And uh, it went all bad, obviously. <laughs> she realized that I was just a piece of garbage. I spent most of the day on the couch, you know. When you're a girl in your mid-30s getting your life together, the first thing to go is the comic on the couch. So (laughs) we break up, and she got her own place, but she was still staying at my place Monday through Friday because we were just having fun together. Okay. And I knew that she was seeing other people, and so was I. But uh, we got jealous, like you do. If you live together, and that's the situation, you're both going to get jealous. She ruined a date for me. How did she do that? Because a girl called and she picked up and told her off and stuff. And it's like, come on, man. What an asshole. We have an agreement here a little bit. So then her. (laughs) You know that's not an agreement when you say, we have an agreement here a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) We have an unspoken rule. We're not going to mess each other's shit up. You know what I mean? Like that's what it was. Kind of have a rule. And so I saw that opening to take out my. She goes on the phone. She goes outside. That's my signal. She's talking to whoever, you know, she's dating now. And I go, tell him I said hello, like real loud, real loud. She's eating like a plate of like a, of like sourdough pretzels and dipping them in mustard. And she just flings it at me, right? Smashes oh, against the wall. Shit. 
And then I just close the door and let her have whatever argument is going to take place. I've, I've done my part. Yeah. And then she comes back in and she's like, you're going to call him and you're going to tell him you're messing with him or I'm going to just unleash hell on you. And I'm like, all right, girl that weighs 104 pounds. <laughs> I'm ready for all the hell you can bring. Like, who gives a shit? I'm not doing that. And I don't care. Yeah. Like, you've been like, like, you know, you messed up my thing. I messed up yours. We're one for one. You know, one on one. Okay. Then he somehow gets my cell phone number. Still don't know how he got it. I think maybe she gave it she to probably him. probably gave obviously. it to him. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Or he looked it up because he was like a super rich dude that was like Illuminati level rich. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. So he's making me a little nervous. I didn't know that at the time, though. And he calls me. And, I, and right away, I just, I'm like, I'm done with this. It's like, dude, she's been staying here like Monday through Fridays. I don't know what to tell you. Like, I'm sorry. I don't even know who you are. I knew that she was probably dating somebody. I didn't know, if, you know, what was going on. I'm sorry. Like, I'm not trying to get into a drama thing. Like, yeah. that's just, that's just what's been happening. Sorry, dude. And then he's like, you've been sleeping with my fiance. Stop. Oh, shit. Yeah. I don't even remember this part of it. You told me this. Story oh, so my long. God. Yeah, holy shit. And <laughs> I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm, yeah. Your fiance, like, because I'm at this. She didn't tell me any of this. You know what I mean? She's How t- long ago was it that you guys had broken up? We, we'd broken up for like two months. Oh. So they had they met, and she, you know, got into his head real quick. He offered to marry her. I guess they went on some sort of vacation. Oh and my god! Didn't sound like the most stable people to get to get together. But um, anyhow, uh, I don't know. A week goes by. I don't talk to her. You know, I'm thinking about it mildly, but not really. Yeah. And uh, I, you know, I'm Steelers Packers. Remember the game where uh, Steelers win at the end? Aaron Rodgers, Mike Mike Wallace caught the yes, yeah, caught the, the touchdown. The, uh, end of December or uh, mid December game. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm watching. Sitting down to watch that game, the, the, like the pregame's on. Hear a fucking crazy bang on my door, like a real loud bang. And I think it's my neighbor because we've been having like flooding problems in the yeah, building yeah, yeah. and stuff. So I go to answer the door, and I, as I go to answer the door, somebody breaks the lock on my back door. Oh, my God. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And then as I'm, like, going to open the front door to see what's going on, like, literally at the same time, I'm looking back, a gun comes through, a long gun. And now I'm definitely opening the front door. I'm like, well, that's not good. (laughs) I open the front door, guns. Are you kidding me? Jersey City SWAT team. Fucking, she said that I threatened to kill her and that I had a bunch of guns in the apartment. Are you (laughs) kidding me, dude? No. Oh, my God. Not only, the, and I didn't know what to do. So, like, I get on the floor. I have a Jack Russell Terrier that's jumping all around. I'm like, and I literally yell, don't Dude, shoot. They're going to fucking shoot the dog. I yell, don't shoot my dog. That's the first <laughs> thing. And, the, and the, the, the Jersey City cop is where I got to shoot a fucking little dog. Like, right away, he kind of dismisses that. Because I just submitted right away. I was like, I don't know what to do. I've never been in this situation. So, they cuff me. They stand me up. And they're like, you know what this is about? And I was like, I have a vague idea. <laughs> I think I kind of know what this is about, but I'm going to let you guys tell me because I'm not sure. And they're like, where are the guns, man? And I'm like, uh, guns? Yeah, <laughs> Maybe hey, I don't at know. <laughs> Maybe I, I was don't like, know what this is yeah, about. Yeah, I was like, now, yeah, where are the guns? Right there, there, there. Yeah, you're pointing them at me, yeah, motherfucker. Now you're going to have to start filling in some blanks, sir, because um, you guys can rip up the fucking floorboards if you want. I don't have any fucking guns. Because they're saying, they're like, we're going to search the whole place. And I'm like, uh, go ahead. I did guess. they have a warrant? They did. Wow. And they had a warrant for my mother's house. Wow. And I, so, so that's when I, what, what I realized in that moment was 
she had known that I had inherited these antique guns that didn't even fire. Yeah, she yeah, didn't yeah. know what they looked like or anything. Oh, so she described like an arsenal, and really they were these like antique guns that probably wouldn't kill you from here. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so I said, okay, there are these fucking guns that you're supposed to hang on a wall and look at at my mom's house. Yeah, and I had to relinquish those to the state. Uh, and I had like a temporary restraining order and then I got to court and everything gets thrown out, but I had to plead to like disorderly conduct. Oh my God. Because to, and if, unless I did that, the state was going to pick it up. Cause even though she never really went to court to follow up on it, since it's a domestic violence incident, the state picks it up. So I had to keep going to court to fight it, even though she wasn't there, which was the worst part. Yeah, that's some bullshit. Keep, that, I, I mean, had to they keep going to court and you don't even have to fucking go. Yeah. I mean, they wouldn't. Was she like gonna like go to trial on it? Like, was she interested? Well, well, here's in- here's where we're we're crazy people. I got out of jail, and two days later, we were making out on my bed, and I was oh. like, "That was not cool." <laughs> oh my! God. That was not cool. And we're gonna make an agreement right now to never act like that again. Yes, we're gonna have another <laughs> unspoken rule, sort of. <laughs> what are you doing, dude? Oh my god! So I literally, I literally. I had a, my lawyer told me, he's like, you need to have somebody live in there with you. So I had my buddy from high school come live with me and like to take away the temptation. And I remember a few nights I'd be leaving the house late. He'd be like, where are you going? <laughs> I'm like, I'm just going out. I'm going to do a set. I'll be right back. Just going to 7-Eleven, dude. Like, you're not going to see her, or are you? I'm like, beef no. jerky. Yeah, I literally, I hired a guardian. Because even, even her, because it was just three days, dude. And the food is not horrific. And this is you, in it, just county. Yeah, I was in um, Hudson County Jail, which is uh, Newark and Jersey City's main jail. And uh, I was the only white dude out of like, I don't know, 90 people that were in like my big like pod unit thing. Nice, and nice. Uh, I, I asked, I was like, <laughs> which bathroom should I use? Because there's a Latino bathroom and a black bathroom. <laughs> but there's no white bathroom. I wanted to fucking start complaining. I was like, excuse me, guard. I don't see where the white bathroom is. And I, I asked my my, uh, my cellmate, Terrence, from Jersey City, I was like, which bathroom do I use? And he just laughed at me. He's like, no one cares what bathroom you use, white boy. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, they're all ganged up, and they know I'm just some pussy. <laughs> and, like, I think that's the best way I made it through that experience was I saw a few dudes get their asses kicked, but it was because they thought they were tough. I was walking around like, hey, how's it going, guys? I'm sorry. Oh, do you need the bathroom right now? Oh, that's, that's fine. Do you want my cornbread? I'm, I'm giving it away. It's fine. Anybody wants it. Yo, oh, you need the bathroom? I'm just going to stand over here and shit my pants. The that's wor- not a big deal. The worst part of the whole experience, though, was um, we. I was in a cell. I was in a bullpen with like 40 guys waiting to see the judge like uh, three days afterwards. Oh, yeah. In right? the courthouse. Yeah, but we yeah. were no, we were in the basement of uh, of the of the Hudson County Jail, and we were being videoed into oh, the court. Brutal. And I knew my mom was seeing me on video. Uh, but I knew, I knew my because I heard her voice. And I'm like, "Hey, ma!" And my hair is going everywhere. And uh, I'm like, "It's total BS, ma!" Like it's total Jersey trash. My mom told me she was wearing a fur coat in the in the goddamn courtroom. It's hysterical. It's middle of July. <laughs> It was just ridiculous. I want it to look nice. No, for it was you, December. Honey. She was literally wearing a fur coat, which I'm sure made the judge go easy on bail. But um, uh, it, as <laughs> that's I, the most Jersey mom thing. Yeah. It's like I gotta dress up for my son's court date. What cold. do we got? I only have three winter jackets. Which one was I supposed to? <laughs> so um, I'm sitting there, and there's like there's like maybe there's thirty or forty guys in this bullpen, and I'm the last one with another guy, and the other dude's name I don't want to say the name, but it doesn't matter. 
but I knew he's it. He's definitely listening. I knew what well, he's definitely in jail still. I knew it <laughs> because he killed somebody <laughs> in Jersey City. He had like a, he had like three murders, and he was waiting for some sort of hearing that day too. And it was just me and him at a certain point in the cell. No guards. Well, I mean, there were guards, but something could happen to you for four minutes before anything's gonna happen. Jesus. So it's just me and him, and nothing like that's happening. But I realized that I have to pretend like I'm not gonna make bail. Or I look like a white pussy from the suburbs, which I already did. Yeah. So like I knew the the, the bail was gonna be like ten grand, which was, you know, not thrilling, but I knew I was gonna be able to put it up. Yeah. But I know I'm talking to a guy who's like probably never gonna go outside again. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so I'm sitting there like, Man, I don't know, dude. I hope my mom can come through. She called all our family members. She's starting to try and start some fundraiser at the VFW. See if we can. <laughs> I, I think I'm going to be in here, man. I got weapons charges and stuff. And like, I was like beefing up my shit because yeah. I was just like, I do not want this guy knowing what a pussy I am. I, I was like, I, like, I was like, I got to lie my way out of this one. He's just gonna, just he's adding gonna, shit to the resume. Well, I think he was just going to beat me up out of principle. Like, he's sitting there never going to get out talking to a kid who's going to get out in like six hours. I, yeah. that, that's all I could think. You're sitting there like, oh man, I just can't wait till my mom picks me up and we're going to go to, uh, we're going to go to Applebee's. And it's all you can eat on Tuesdays. Uh, my mom wanted to pick me up and I'm like, I'm taking the bus. And she was like, why? I'm like, because you're not, just, you're not picking me up at jail. <laughs> I just don't want to deal with that. That's Let nice. me. So the garage door opens. You know, you, you you walk out and you're free, and that's just honestly, it was all worth it for that feeling. It's like the movie. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. it really was. But and when you when you re, when that door closes and you really can't go anywhere, that was also the end of me doing anything that could ever cause like real jail time. Damn, I was like, man, I am never selling anything again. This is on eBay Marketplace. Fuck that, because I couldn't do if they. I had three days. It felt like. I did a fucking dime upstate. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I talk about it like that still. It's Is that brutal. the only time you've been to jail? Well, spending like a whole night. Yeah. I've, I, I've been in holding cells for six hours. While That's ran, crazy. While so they, why shit. did they send you out? Because it was the, over a weekend. Or? It, well, yeah. Well, it was a three day weekend. So there's yeah. nobody in on Monday. And then the other thing was, um, it's tough. It was, uh, like they came in, you know, when, uh, when a girl looks like she did and a guy looks like me, they believe everything she says. So they came in thinking they had serious weapons charges. Yeah and, yeah. and and they never came to fruition. But like that's what they were thinking. They're thinking, oh, this guy's got AR fifteen with full clips. Did you ever blah, get blah, those blah. uh you know mounted guns back? Um no. At the end of the case I didn't, didn't give them back. I didn't get them back because they didn't have serial numbers. They were kind of river guns. <laughs> so like I didn't really want to look too hard into those. You river I mean? guns. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're like, hi, um, I'd like to get my guns back. They were like, Oh, we actually uh we did a little more investigating, and um, there's a couple bodies on them, well, so we're going to have to ask you some questions. My lawyer told me the sketchiest thing I'd ever heard. When I asked him about getting them back, he's like, oh, those are those have been sold. Oh, yeah. A lot of times they, I was like, sell, they sell stuff <laughs> really? yeah. at auction. Yeah. Oh, dude. Damn. When I, I, I was a prosecutor for a long time in, oh, really? in Boston. Yeah. Um, but, dude, they used to have the police would do these auctions every month. They so. All every drug dealing case basically that comes in, they forfeit the property. I know people that got cars from like police auctions. Dude, it sucked, man. The because you don't pay attention to it mm. unless you're like in it and know about it. So like when we were there, I knew about all the auctions. We were not allowed to actually go to the auctions. Like we're not as an employee of like the state, we were not allowed to go and bid on these cars. But you, dude, you'd get a van for like three hundred bucks. You get yeah, like nice yeah. cars, dude. I remember. I I mean, there were cases that. You know, drug dealers dealing out of like 
Mustangs. And it's just like getting a rain. You're like, all right, let's, uh, we're going to seize the Mustang, the $12,000 in cash and all that stuff. And then usually it's after the case is disposed of, it gets forfeited. Yeah. And then it gets taken. Yeah. I think the reason it was given to me was like the guns weren't really legally registered to anybody. Yeah. And then once they see that, they're like, well, he's never getting these back. We're going to go and sell them to another state. Yeah. And get them out of ours. You you had a, I don't know if you remember telling me this. Maybe you do. You had one of the best lines ever about every relationship you've ever been with a woman. I know what you're talking about. The casino thing. Yeah. Did you ever see the sh- movie the movie Casino? Uh, I've seen parts of it. Never the he, whole thing. He, he said, well, for those people that are fans of Casino, he said that every relationship he's been, the woman he's been dating, has been Sharon Stone in Casino, and sometimes he's Lester Diamond, and other times he's Ace Rosenthal. Well, I didn't know their names. I say it as Robert De Niro or James J- Woods. James Woods, okay. Because the James Woods character is a total piece of shit trying to drag the showgirl back into the motel life. And then De Niro's just like got some money trying to bring her in the straight and narrow. And yeah, depending on which side of the ball I'm on, <laughs> <laughs> I'm either trying to drag you back down to the streets or uh, you know bring you up to the hotel room. It's such a good analogy, and I've seen it firsthand. Yeah, you've seen it firsthand. Yeah. <laughs> I think the last time I was in New York, you just saw me... Uh, Pretty, that, that was pretty embarrassing, I think. That one, you might have just been Pesci or something. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was in New York dressed as like a fight. We were at a Halloween party, and I wore this like long, like I was, I was like a Harry Potter teacher. I didn't have a costume, so I just okay. wore this weird shit. I actually think it looked cool. Fuck and Harry Potter, dude. And, yeah, uh, Harry Potter's best. Anyway, continue, please. I didn't realize I was bringing something up. Um, but Dude, we, Ray just hates fun. And you No, know, I don't like Harry things. Potter. Yeah, it I fucking know. humiliated me. But you are, like, in your mid-30s. It's not for you, dude. Yeah. It's, that's literally it. that's literally like yeah, saying do, Sesame Street's really lost its edge. It's not for you. That's fine, but they didn't have to embarrass me. Why did Harry Potter oh, embarrass right. you? Yeah. Is this why you don't like... Is there a story about why you don't it's like not Harry why I don't, Potter? First of all, I just think it's kind of lame that, okay, that, dude. that adults still like fucking... Tell it. Dude. Tell this. Tell why. But I did go to visit Andy in Los Angeles, and I had like a day to myself. I was staying in an Airbnb right near Universal. I was like, hey, I'm going to take a trip up. Never been to Universal before. Okay. I go up there. I go to Harry Potter World, which is a little part of Universal. Sick. Kind of cool there. And I would do. I was doing this thing because I went by myself. You would get to jump every line with the single rider thing, which I would highly recommend. And I get to the Harry Potter ride, which was a long walk to get to. And I sit on there by myself, a lone rider, about 27 years old. And, dude, the, the like, the buckle that comes over your shoulder, it went down. It went down. It clicked. But they were trying to say that I didn't fit. <laughs> the, the, the kid was like, um, we're going to have to try one more time. He was like, you got to push it down. I was like, dude, you push it down on me because I can't. The way like my shoulders are in here, it's hard for me to push down on what's on my shoulders. And he was like, ah, just not going to work out today. And I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> so that's why you, you hate know? Harry Potter, and, dude? And it, it just adds to it. And like you're when, when too you Too fat get, for the ride and you're I taking it out on fat, a, an entire I was, franchise, dude? I was, too, I was too just tall, too beefy. Uh, oh, yeah, okay. And, and I had to, when you, when you get rejected from a roller coaster like that or a ride, there's not like a back exit, or at least there it wasn't. I had to like shimmy through everybody that was standing in line. You're walking back by yourself. You're like, like sick we, ride. Sick. People are like, how was it? How was it? No, they weren't because they saw. There, there's like a group of people just watching <laughs> this embarrassing ass moment in my life. Dude. There's like kids, there's kids like, oh. 
hey mom, like this this guy this guy's by himself and he can't ride the ride. Is it because he's by himself? She's like, no, honey, because he's too. You're big. so self absorbed that you think little kids are asking their mothers questions about you. That's so that's the one of the funnier things. But then the other <laughs> thing is the fact that that ride is bar none the best ride in the park. <laughs> Like nah. not even there's not even a second. No, That's the, fast, the best ride the in the, the park. No, the Fast and the Furious ride was really fun, and they don't treat you like shit. Fast and the Furious ride is only a part of the tram ride, and it's, it's fun. It's but, fun, you know, dude. I had a great time. You're right. There's a whole tram you can fit in, though. <laughs> they can't turn anyone away from that one. Dude, Ray's just sitting in the tram going around the whole park. I lost. This is great. I know bullshit. Lost twenty five pounds after that when I got <laughs> when I got back when I got back to Pittsburgh. I, I remember was living in Pittsburgh then. I was I was eating lunch at like the restaurant that was that's not there anymore that was right outside of Universal and kind of came walking out in a sullen looking face. Yeah, I didn't tell you till the next day though. I know, but you seemed upset. I didn't want to uh, bring down the mood of the whole night. Yeah, but it, here's the thing though: is I'm not that ca- like I'm a fat guy, and people on YouTube have also confirmed. Uh, <laughs> yep. But but I'm not like I feel like you wouldn't see me and be like, oh, that dude struggles on roller coasters. <laughs> Or, or do you? Or, or is there something you motherfuckers aren't telling me? <laughs> I wouldn't say. Hey, I'll put it this way. Most NFL players probably also wouldn't fit on that ride. That's what I'm saying. I'm For the it. exact same reason. Some of the best <laughs> athletes in the world, right? So, you know, maybe you're just you're just more of an athlete. Are we talking about like Patrick Mahomes or are we talking about like Jason Kelsey? Yeah, Jason Kelsey probably couldn't fit on that ride. He probably would have had the the strength to pull the bar down, though. It it wasn't about that, though, dude. The way that they were making me push the bar, it was, like, counterproductive to how it worked. That's actually... My chest is pushing it out while my arms are... Like, I'm not into weightlifting, but the the exact thing you're doing is, like, a motion that they do. You're not into weightlifting? No. (laughs) I know I scream it by (laughs) the way I walk around. What does that mean? I wasn't, you know. Andy was pretty pretty strong for a while, I think, right? You You know what? That's another thing I go through phases of. I, I really go through phases of where I care about my health, and I go through phases of, is there fat in this? What do you think? And I'll just take it. <laughs> is there fent in this? Dude, one time, a whole summer, I took um, date, the date rape drug, thinking it was Valium. <laughs> Rohibinol? Uh, yeah. Rohibinol? Yeah. Dude, you know that pe- my brother works in uh, medical sales, and there's like a whole industry in this like cosmetic industry. He he's like met people at he goes to these like events, right? And there's a whole sector of people that are so image conscious that they take shots of Rohibinol, and because when you don't mix it with alcohol, you don't black out. Yeah, just, it just makes yeah. you like you're drunk. So instead yeah. of wasting calories drinking like wine and beer, they'll take like two three shots of roofies. Throughout the night, and they're like drunk. That's what that's big genius. In the, that's big in the uh, LGBTQ community. Is it gay dudes like it? Fucking love Let's roofie, keep your, roofie themselves. Keeps you six pack. I mean, we would. It was so funny because we'd all wake up in like a basement, and there'd be like half a bottle of whiskey <laughs> gone, and there'd be like seven people just all groggy waking up. Like, what the hell did we get into last night? <laughs> I don't even think we drank that much. Do you remember what we did? And we'd all be like, I don't remember anything. <laughs> and then we ended up going to the dealer being like, you know, what's going on with these? These, these aren't Valium. And he goes, yeah, but it does the same thing. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, with no shame. He didn't even say sorry. He's like, yeah, but they do the same thing. Like, you want to get tired, right? You want to get a little groggy, you know, help you go to sleep. Like, oh, Jesus, my man. God. What Drug dealers, what assholes. What, so Sometimes, what happened yeah. in this uh, Harry Potter thing? Oh, that was just an embarrassing where it was like I acted like a fucking 15-year-old at the bar. Oh yeah, you were uh, you were there for it. Yeah, it was, I didn't think. Oh, when you were making out with that 
mm-hmm. random lady. All that, over the bar. That old lady. That was yeah. fun. I don't think it was fun. It was a little embarrassing. It was fun for me. <laughs> I thought it was. It's a little embarrassing. Hey, where you know, you know, like nine people at the bar, and all I of a th- sudden you, you're the guy in the hallway bathroom just making out with the, you know. We're not going to go too into detail with what and when, but Where, where's Andy? Oh, he's making out with that old Latino chick. <laughs> <laughs> making out with that old Latino chick. I, I think that's that. great, dude. And it, and it was funny because it was, it was one a of those, good Halloween. It was one of those nights though where not this embarrassing at all. This wasn't like a Halloween bar. It's the Irish Rover. It wasn't packed that night. <laughs> it was just like it's like a couple people just like you know moseying around. No, everyone was in costumes. Everyone was in costumes. Yeah, mostly the like ten people that were there. Rolling that is off. everyone. Okay. Yeah, dude. Jeez. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, my God. Me, you, and the seven people we knew and came <laughs> there with. <laughs> and the bartender. Oh, that's and, hilarious. So, you, uh, are you a fighter? Um, no, not really. Not. I actually worked as a bouncer for years. Did you? Yeah, but I was the cooler. You know what I mean? I'd, oh, I'd come oh, in and like, be like, uh, hey, but what's, what the, is there a fight here for real? Roadhouse? And, yeah, and if there was a fight... I would just start fucking flat. We had a flashlight that had a strobe on it, and I would just point it to the ceiling and wait for like four black guys to come over and take care of that shit. You know what I mean? Because I was like, I wasn't really like I'm wide and I can help get someone yeah. out of a bar, but I don't have any fighting experience or anything like that. So like, I would go over and literally be like, "You guys clean up your act," or uh, you know, "He's coming next." And I, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? You just look over there, just and I would just talk. point. Yeah, there was this dude I worked with. Again, I don't want to say I don't think he cared, but he played in the NFL for for like eight years. And he was waiting for his pension to come in. And he would literally rush block people out of there. It was hysterical. Watching people just get, like, bounced out of the place. But it was a fun bar in in Montauk where people just usually came to drink and stuff. Um, But the one time I got into a fight, I broke up a fight, and uh, and I thought the aggressor was the one guy, so I was holding him. And this other dude um, swings and hits me in the head, the other guy fighting, because they're just drunk and he doesn't know what's going on. Yeah. And so I turn around, and this guy's like, you know, 20 to the wind. So th- this is not me bragging. Yeah. So he hits me again, and I just connected like three times and broke his orbital. Oh, my God. And I hadn't, you know, I'm not, like I said, I'm not like a big fighter. I haven't been in a bunch of fights in my life, but I was like, oh, I could feel it break when it hit him. Oh, ooh, how'd and that feel? It, it really felt good in the moment, yeah, dude. If yeah, I'm going to be honest, like, I could lie and say I was disgusted no. by what I did, but it felt really great in the I moment. I bet it was. Especially because the adrenaline's still going from the pain from where he hit yeah. me. But uh, that was, like, the only time I really got in a fight, but it was mostly just funny shit. Like, kids would go take a shit, and they just pass out. So you have to, so we, I didn't want to touch him, so we just drag him out with their pants down. <laughs> you know, you don't want to touch a guy with shit all over his ass. Just get him to the bush. You know, it was it, it was mostly fun working as a bouncer, but I was never. Yeah, I, I had a lot of friends that were fighters, yeah. so I was in a lot of peripheral fights. Okay, where it was like I had to get into a wrestling match because two of my friends are you know being what's fucking the, mouthy. What's the bush? Oh, bushing people. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I we used to. Um, you when said I, bushing people like I was going to get it from that. Yeah, you're right. There was this big bush that was in front of the bar I worked at. And what you do is, no matter how big or angry or mean or MMA out the guy was, it took everyone forever to get out of this bush. <laughs> so what we would do is we would just talk shit until they were in front of the bush and then just dip shoulder and knock them into the bush. <laughs> and it would take them so long to get out. By the time they got out, every bouncer would be outside. So they would think they'd get out, and they were so ready to kill you one-on-one. And they'd get out, and there'd be like seven guys in orange T-shirts just with their arms folded. Yeah, we used to call it bushing somebody. Like we, we, so when you kick somebody out and they were, were an asshole, yeah. we'd give them the bush. 
<laughs> just toss them right in. The bush. Well, I think some people even like by the time you get out of the bush, you're not mad anymore. Oh, they'd be mad. Still. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> it's a little emasculating when there's a line around the block oh, of girls yeah. with like heels on. Because it was like kind of a nightclub feel. You know what I mean? It was. T- you had to wait like an hour to get in and shit. So when we would do this, it would be in front of like a hundred people sometimes. Uh, what was the name of the bar? Uh, the Point Bar and Grill. Oh, still I was there? In there? Yeah, that was the bar I was in. Yeah, Montauk. That's why we went there, and I knew everybody. Would, so did you just think that was my version of Cheers? <laughs> <laughs> no, but it 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 doesn't seem like it didn't seem like that type of place. At night, they take all the tables and chairs away, and it becomes this great like place for twenty two and twenty three year olds. Like like that's why it was a cool place to be a bouncer because ninety percent of it was just like oh, the bathrooms over there. You know, it wasn't yeah. like you know violent people. But the great thing about Montauk is you have fishermen that are tough as shit. And then you got like Long Island kids that aren't, and like watching them go at it was hysterical. But no, it was all, it was more of a fun bar. It wasn't really a fighter bar, and, na- and now it's totally a, just a place to have fun and hook up. Yeah, they just have good. They had, they had good food. We like sat there like like it was all these like just booths. Dude. It looked like a regular like uh like an Irish pub restaurant. Yep, during the day, Irish pub restaurant, and also in the winters. Then the nights during the summer, we bring every chair and table out of the place. It becomes two huge dance floors. And it kind of throws a nightclub vibe. And yeah, it was, I love Montauk, man. Montauk's like, you know, we I used to steal kids' bags of Coke and be like, hey, <laughs> see you again. I'm going to go take this to the police. <laughs> <laughs> All right. For now, I'm just going to throw it away. <laughs> but I see another one. I'm going to the cops, okay? You know what I mean? Because then Slip it, in the pocket. it would give him confidence that I'm not going to bust him. So I could maybe go in and bust him again. Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait till he buys another bag. Just follow him in again. Be like, hey. If I see you with a third bag, <laughs> calling the DEA. No, but it, yeah, that was mostly a fun job. But yeah, I'm never really, I'm not an aggressive drug doer. Like I'd rather sit back and watch other people fight. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, yeah, that's not really my uh, my thing. Did you? So you sold drugs for a little while? Yeah, well, mostly mushrooms, which mushrooms. I consider not a drug. That's medicinal. It grows in the ground. It's that's probably medicinal. okay, right? Yeah, right. I mean, the U.S. government would disagree, but hey, you know. Well, yeah, they but you know, a few, a few counties in America here are coming around. Unfortunately, I didn't live in those yeah. counties, but um, <laughs> yeah, no, I, uh, I for a little while, but you know, I started getting known as the guy that deals mushrooms, and yeah. you already look like that. Yeah, yeah. you don't want you that. don't want that. Yeah. <laughs> You don't want, you know what I mean? You don't want to be the grown, like, like I literally, I, one of my buddy's phones, like, he's not a really a good buddy, but he's a really good comedian. Yeah. And we know each other. And I noticed on his phone when I texted him and then went over his place, it said Andy with a mushroom next to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it what, had yeah. nothing to do with Mario Brothers? No. It, was, it hurt yeah. my soul. I'd like to think it was an Italian shot at me or something, but <laughs> no, it was... That's how he knew me. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah, and that that really that little literally that was like a moment where I was like, you know what? Not known as this guy anymore. Not known as this guy. <laughs> Do you ever? Sorry, go. It, no, but it's also tough. Like being a drug dealer, I feel like because you don't have many real friends. All your friends seem like to just be people that you're fucking selling drugs. That's to. where being a mushroom dealer is stupid and brought in almost no money. Yeah, because you don't get any new clientele, and everybody does it once a year. So like that's what kind of sucked about it was was the fact that it really wasn't a big money maker for me, and uh, and the guy I was also getting them from I owed him like two grand right, and I didn't have it, <laughs> and uh, you know he's you know rich dude didn't really know much about him I went to a party of them one time and there was like people on trapezes naked 
and stuff. I'm like, oh, man, so, you, man, you live a whole different world. Yeah. You know what I mean? Damn. And he walked into the place with all these steel cases, and they were all filled with different drugs. And uh, and so he fronts me a bunch of mushrooms one time. Oh, I'm shit. like, oh, this will be great. That's a real Fucking networker. A. Yeah. Real networker. Real networker. I'm going to network these mushrooms. And then me, <laughs> you know, not being historically great with money, as Ray would know. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I was sweating it, man. I was sweating it. And then I turned on the news and fucking dude got 20 years. <laughs> oh. <laughs> hey, not my fault he took his family hostage. <laughs> Is that what he did? Yeah. <laughs> with every count that came out, I'm like, I don't think I got to pay this back. <laughs> hey, do they have Venmo in jail? Yeah. <laughs> you know what? was a little bit of a worry for a while. You got you got to call him and be like, dude, I was just getting ready to pay you back, man. What the fuck? No, I'm going to pull this. I paid you back. <laughs> you got to knock on you your gotta door. You got to write things down more often. Oh, damn. <laughs> no, yeah, it was it was crazy. It was like the video on the news of like dogs biting him and shit as he went down. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, I was watching it like, I was watching it a little bit like, I know that guy that sucks, but I was also watching it like, there's two grand back in my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Damn, that's a lucky break, dude. It was a, it was a lucky break, but I honestly did know the guy, and I felt a little bad for him. But he did take his family hostage, which is you know why did he take his family hostage? Just I, you know, I really don't know the whole story. I know that he was going off the rails, you know, dipping into his own supply a little bit too much, okay. and he got arrested twice recently with minorish charges. And I think that uh, the family might have been the ones that were telling on. Wow. Um, yeah. Which is, you know, that's a rat move. Yeah, that's a shitty sure. move. Yeah. I don't think my family would ever tell on me if I pulled some shit. Really? No, I don't think so. Yeah, my family would have my back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. We, know, we, you, we'd handle it in-house. I don't know. Your brother's old and wise, dude. Yeah, but he'd handle it himself. He would just kick my ass multiple times <laughs> we, we, we'd go back to the old days when i was just a boy and he used to put his knees on my shoulders and do that slow smack across my face it was like fucking torture oh, just emasculating oh my god yeah even as a boy you know this isn't right yeah it's like this is, this feels if i was a man i'd really feel different about this I think. Yeah. <laughs> uh dude we're just about at an hour um anything else that you have quick before we wrap up just i'm on um uh if you're a hockey fan, which is, I know, a few people in Minnesota uh, <laughs> like that, I, I do a hockey podcast at All Things Comedy every Wednesday with uh, Joe Bartnick and Fraser Smith. And um, that's really it to promote, knocking around L.A. And you can, uh, where, can they, where can they find you on social media? What's your... Social media. Oh, I'm doing a great job. All right. <laughs> you're like, so what do you got going on? Not much. Not, not, not to mention, mm, he was also you know. just asking you if you had any more trouble. Yeah, that was mostly what tell. I was. If you had anything. Oh, uh, I thought you were really, really, really rapping. No, we got like five minutes. Yeah, the oh, rap, the rap. Is there another next. one I had mentioned to you? Um, Dude, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you have a lot. You've told me a lot of fucking wild yeah, ass yeah, stories. No, but you know me years. better than my brain does sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like I had another one. Uh, ready to go. Well, Andy's Andy's always the guy too. Like, I'll be like, "Hey, we're leaving in like five minutes." He's like, "Yeah, man, I'll be good." And he doesn't even have his jeans on. And then I'm like, "I'm like, all right, hey, we got to go." And he's like, "All right, man." And he's putting his pants on. And then like somehow things are just flying out of his pockets, falling out of his pockets. He's dropping everything. He's, oh, dude, no, I got my vape, my vape pen over. Oh shit, dude, where's my bowl? My, like, like it's just like mounds of shit. And it, you need a purse. 
You're like the first dude that I know that needs a purse. Like, he dude, you got a, just a crumpled piece of paper in your pocket. Oh, how about this? He he he's in town for. Oh. He, here, here's another. Oh. Now it's just you know what a he, nightmare. He didn't have a story. Now it's just me. Yeah, just just venting. Is he comes in town with just nothing but a book bag. Right, and, Cla- and that's such a trash travel move. And and hey, he's man. going to a wedding. He's going to. He's here for a wedding. Is one of the main reasons he's here. He's like, I got a wedding in Jersey. And then I'm like, okay, Andy. I was like, I was like, where's you have a suit? And he's like, ah, oh, yeah, that reminds me. You have any like dress clothes you think would fit me? <laughs> I'm like, dude. I'm like, I'm like much bigger than you. And he's like, I can fit inside. That's how people are wearing them nowadays. <laughs> this guy who owns nothing but faded penguin shirts is going to tell me what the latest fashion is. Uh, People are wearing them big nowadays. He yeah. said that to me. I'm t- that's also still a very big concern of mine. I got a wedding in two days, Dude. and I'm not buying a new fucking jacket. <laughs> I think I think I got a jacket. All right, cool. Dude, I had that. I had that once. I was I went to a friend's wedding in Boston. I was so excited for it. It's like it was a Friday night, right? Mm. So I'm at work that day, right? I'm working, and uh, I text my buddy. I go, "Hey, what color? I think I'm going to buy a new tie. What color? Like, uh, you know?" And he goes, "Oh, it's a." It's a black tie wedding, dude. Meaning you got to wear a tux. Yeah. And I was, I start sweat. I was like, I don't have a tux. What, what the fuck? Are we talk. What are you talking about? He's like, it's right on the invitation. I didn't look at the invitation, dude. I was sweating so much for that. I went to my buddy's house, tried on a suit. He's like, I'm five ten. He's like six three. I tried it on. It looked like I was a child wearing my dad's clothes. Okay, <laughs> dude. I ended up just. Thank God, I found like a black tie, and I just wore it with a dark blue suit. Looked fine. Looks fine. So you'll be okay. It reminds me, I got to buy a belt too. <laughs> I used to, I used to always like say a joke about like, I'm like not being rich. I'd be like, I'm not rich, dude. I'm not one of those dudes that owns two belts. And currently Andy doesn't have one belt. Doesn't have one. Dude, I, I stopped wearing belts, dude. What? I don't wear belts anymore. You just dude. buy pants to fit, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there but, you go. I, I buy, there I buy, you go. I buy pants to fit too, but a belt just looks You have nicer. a, here's the thing. Dude, and, and what world are you tucking in your shirts? I don't tuck in my shirt. Yeah, so you can't see yeah, a belt but if anyway. I, but I wear I wear dress clothes sometimes, so I do yeah. have to wear a belt. Well, I see, got a I belt. Used to, I used to work, I work in a suit. law office. See, but you and me as a same, lawyer, we have the same <laughs> issue. You swing weight like I do, so you got to keep it different, different like sizes. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, you got to have your I've gone overboard size, and you got to go with your I've just broken up with someone's size. You know what I mean? Like, there's different yeah. sizes of jeans. And I also have the break in case of emergency fucking 42s that I got hanging out in my fucking closet. Those <sighs> those will get you kicked off a ride at Universal. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> they call those the Jareds. <laughs> <laughs> all right dude that was great man thank you for doing it hey, give them your man. give them your uh plugs again uh um, at andy uh picaro p-i-c-a-r-o <laughs> I, andy. Andy. I wish i had one that, one. that yeah. would have been a good one and then yeah i do a podcast every wednesday about hockey on the all things comedy network uh with joe bartnick and fraser smith Oh yeah, dude. Oh, yeah, check that out. Um, you could find me at Ray B. Killing them on all social media, and here every single Wednesday on the Troublemakers podcast. Uh, Dylan, where are you at? Uh, at Dylan Krasinski on Instagram and YouTube and uh, TikTok, and then at Troublemakers on all of those channels. Uh, we post clips multiple times a week. Episodes are out every Wednesday. Come and check them out, baby. Give us those five stars and go follow Andy. Thanks for being here, buddy. Thanks, we'll guys. see you next week, baby. Bye. Good night.